Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Doll World, a show spotlighting the passion and the people of the doll community. With your host, me, Georgette Taylor, former vice president and co-founder of Big Beautiful Dolls, and Tammy Fisher, owner of Curiosity Dolls and Collectibles. Join us as we talk to and feature fascinating new dolls and doll artists, from avid collectors to repainters, redesigners, and all the people in between as they share their journeys, give us glimpses into their processes and what propels their passion and drive that help to keep the doll world moving and shaking. Here are your hosts, Georgette and Tammy. Hello, everyone. This is Tammy Fisher within the doll world. And I'm here today with my wonderful co-host, Miss Georgette Taylor. Hello, Miss Georgette. Hey, Miss Georgette. Hey, Georgette. And today our special guest is Andrea Cullum. Hello, Miss Andrea. Hello, ladies. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Andrea is a repainter and a doll customizer. I refer to Andrea as the queen of the Poppy Parker. <laughs> She does so many Poppy Parker dolls. So that's my introduction to her. And I have been following Andrea for years and I'm excited to speak to her and uh, introduce you to her. And let's talk about her doll journey. So thank you. Thank you for joining us and tell us, tell us your doll journey. Where did it begin? Well, I'm a Barbie girl from way back. I'm 65 years old. So I'm like, Probably got my first doll in 1959, and I remember it was a brunette. It was a brunette ponytail that was in the airline stewardess outfit, mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. never forget it because my favorite part of that whole thing was the little zipper bag that came with it. I was like, oh, a coin purse. Then <laughs> the doll went over there, <laughs> but eventually I came back to it. I loved that doll. I absolutely loved it. I carried her to kindergarten with me. She went to first grade with me every day. Wow. And when I was old enough to get an allowance, I would save my little 15, 25 cents, 50 cents a week allowances. And every bit of it went into getting a new Barbie doll in whatever hair color, whatever configuration it came in. And I was an Air Force brat. And when I first started collecting, we actually lived in Tokyo, in Japan. And think of it, I could have had all those original, the Japanese originals. I was there. (laughs) Some things you just want to shoot yourself over. But I remember, and they would be at our PX where I lived. The Barbies would be right next to the cash register, $2.00. A doll, and I would save up until I got my two dollars, and I would go through that little stack and pick out whichever one I didn't have. And I had amassed quite a collection probably by the time we left Japan. I was 10 years old, and I probably had a good 15 Barbies then. And what really fascinated me about them was the the original Barbie, the vintage clothes, how beautifully they were made. Because my Mm. mom was a seamstress, and I paid it, and I used to watch her sew. And then I could look at those dolls and, like, these are real people clothes. Mm -hmm. You know, just even then, you know, I knew the difference between playline and what these actually were I could recognize them as works of art and I really I love those dolls I mean I really probably carried on with them a little bit longer than I should have with that but it was mostly because of the styles of the clothing and everything else but the one stupid thing I did I think when I was about 15 years old I was babysitting a little girl named Ginger Taylor and Ginger's mother went out every night every night and ginger and i would play with my barbie dolls i would take my barbies over there she was about maybe five years old about the same year same age i was when i Mm -hmm. got my first barbie 
And she loved those dolls so much. I gave her every single Barbie that I had. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful wow. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm shooting myself in the head. I mean, I know for sure that I gave her a white ginger, you know, <laughs> it's like, I remember getting that doll in with the gown and all of this, but I, I gave her probably a good $10,000 worth of dolls, you know, when oh. she was five years old yeah. at the time, <laughs> you, you know, you and just didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody and they knew. Brought her so, so they brought pleasure. me joy and they yes. brought her joy. I mean, yeah. you know, with the black, I mean, everything, the carrot, the case, yes. the, the furniture, everything. Here, Ginger Baby, you need it. Because she was calling me mommy. What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, yeah, I spent, was, more, I spent more time with her than her mother did. So, And I was 15 years old, and I was, I'm too old for this. But here, you know, you <laughs> have this. We'll continue yeah. to play Barbies until one of us dies. <laughs> so apparently I'm going to be playing Barbies until I die. But um, <laughs> And for years after that, you know, I kind of let it go. And I probably didn't have another doll in my life until it was Christmas 1994. That was kind of a pivotal year for me. Nope, Christmas 93. My husband got me a porcelain doll for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It was the cute little girl doll with the curly ringlet hair and little pinafore and everything. And I thought she was so pretty. And I decided I was going to collect porcelain dolls after that. And so I was buying porcelain dolls. You know, you know how we are when we're obsessive about having our dolls. And I was obsessively <laughs> buying porcelain dolls like I buy other dolls now. And my husband had brought it up to me. He was like, you know, you could make these a lot cheaper than you're buying them for. Because he knew I was, you know, hundreds just right out the door, you know, yeah. on these dolls. <laughs> So that was when I kind of started. I, I signed up to take porcelain doll classes, and I went all the way through the master class with with oh. the Sealy's program that they had. And so I learned how to do porcelain dolls. Like I, and I, I still have my kiln. I still have slip out there. Um, I still have. I could, you know, if I could do it, I could actually go, you know, make a complete set of porcelain dolls today. But because of what happened later on, I, I can't go back into porcelain. Mm. And you know, and then even after that, I had stopped when I had eye surgery in 2011. They told me I couldn't get porcelain dust in my eyes anymore. So I kind of put it aside. And I had the LASIK surgery and it was really mm -hmm. about protecting my 2020 vision at that point because I'd been blind as a bat all of my life. And so after that, then in 2013, that was kind of when everything really went on its head. Um, on March 21st, 2013, I had just left a job. I had quit a job and was getting ready to start looking for another job. And March 21st, I couldn't breathe. I was sitting here in my living room and suddenly I could not breathe. And I knew something was really badly wrong. I called 911. Well, first I called my doctor's office and I said, I can't breathe. And they said, why are you talking to us? Call 911 right now. Mm -hmm. And all 9-11, they got the ambulance got here. I had to put my makeup on, brush my teeth, and get dressed before I would let them take them anywhere. anywhere. But um, come to find out, once they got me in the ambulance, I had a collapsed lung. Oh, wow. And I, really, I literally could not breathe. I remember the girl saying, I'm not getting ear, any ear sounds on your right side. And my right lung had completely collapsed. Wow. And so we went to a hospital that was close by, but wasn't a trauma hospital they, that they needed care. But they had to intubate me. They had to go into the side, poke mm. the hole, test and everything with no anesthesia, no nothing. Just, we're going to poke a hole Ooh. in your side. And my wow. husband had met me at the hospital and they were like, sir, you can't be in here. And he was like, you try to keep me out of here. 
<laughs> and he said he held my hands while they stuck a tube in me with no kind of local anesthetic or anything. Got me to Providence Hospital, which is a heart hospital downtown. And they put me on a breathing machine. They did all kinds of stuff. And eventually they reinflated the lung and they did pleurodesis, which is basically when they go in with talc and glue the lung to the wall of your chest so that it can never collapse again. Hmm. Oh. So and then reinflated my lung, but it wouldn't it wouldn't stay inflated. It kept collapsing, collapsing, collapsing. So they wound up doing a PET scan and found out that I had cancer or that what looked like cancer in the top, the top of the right lobe of my right lung. Mm. And they wound up actually doing a lobectomy. They took the lobe out. Mm, and okay. when they did that, they got the cancer. But during this time, I had been really sick um, with not being able to breathe, with trying to recuperate from three surgeries, from all of this and everything else. My husband... When they first told me I had lung cancer, they told me, you've got lung cancer. You're going to have to go undergo chemotherapy. You're going to lose your hair. And I have a thing about my hair. I did not want to lose my hair. But um, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to get through this, but I'm not going to do it alone. And that was I just obsessed about getting a fashion queen Barbie. I thought I can get a Barbie that can wear wigs with me. Mm-hmm. So I got mm-hmm. myself a clown wig. I got myself a couple of other wigs and tried to find a clown wig for my Barbie, but I couldn't. <laughs> but <laughs> while I was doing this, my husband had actually been going behind my back and buying Barbies off of eBay. And while I was messing with my little bit, he had actually recreated my childhood Barbie collection. That's beautiful. Oh, that is so he, beautiful. I have the best husband in yeah, the world. Oh, my goodness. I really do. Because he had heard me, you know, talking about, oh, I gave my Barbies to Ginger, and I had that one and that one. <laughs> yeah, so he knew which ones to get. But he had actually recreated my childhood Barbie collection. That's beautiful. And it was really funny because it was like the cancer was gone, but the doll stayed. Mm. And once that started, it was like, and I started getting older dolls. You know, when I, you start looking on eBay, and I thought, let me look at and see if I can do some beat up dolls because I'd already done the porcelain dolls, the painting, and all of that. And I thought, you know, maybe I can do something with these Barbie dolls. So I started getting some of the older beat up Barbie dolls that, you know, needed a new face, needed new hair, needed, you know, mm-hmm. just to play with. And wound up forming my group, my Facebook group that y'all are on, the Magical Misfits. Mm-hmm, and it's basically mm-hmm. all about getting misfit dolls fit again, you know, <laughs> making them making them pretty and bringing them back to to the memories that we had of them in our childhood was kind of how it started. And that mm-hmm. group's gone from there. But, you know, you know, from then I got into Barbies and I, I mean I did I can't tell you how many Barbies I've redone. And then somebody flipped a switch on me and told me about integrity dolls. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I went just full scale. I'm really into this now. And start. that's when I really got into the really re- repainting as an artistic endeavor. Mm-hmm. And y'all know, you know, I'm just addicted to Poppy, but I really yes. love Miss <laughs> Poppy. I am, I am. I love me a Poppy Parker. Because, well, she <laughs> My teen years, I, you know, I was in my teens during her time frame, during her okay. timeline. So everything that Park, Poppy Parker has as an outfit, I had a version of, Okay. you know, literally, you know, <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm reliving my teen years through Poppy Parker in that whole mod and hippie era because I, you know, flip flop between both those right. phases too. Yeah, so that's, that's really what cool. I 
that's how I kind of got into that. And I'm, and I've just been kind of stuck there ever since. And I've been really lucky that, you know, when I do post my, my dolls online, that people like them and it makes me happy, you know, to be appreciated as a doll artist, because I sure started off, I couldn't find a picture of the first few dolls that I did, but they were awful because (laughs) I was, they were really, really bad because with porcelain paint, you can move the paint around before you fire the porcelain. You mm-hmm. can actually move it. Around. It doesn't die. It doesn't dry in place. You can mm-hmm. play with it and get it how you want it, and then you can add more medium to it and move it around. So I had to learn how to translate the skills from porcelain paint to acrylic paint okay. and oil, and it did not go well for a year, <laughs> for at least a year, and trying to you know how to add color back in and do all the stuff that that I eventually you kind of you know if you. If you figure I've got this doll head that's crap anyway, it's not worth anything. And if I can take it and make it into something that can be appreciated, then it still may not be worth anything, but now it's a usable thing and somebody can appreciate it. So So, that's kind of where I took that. That's cool. I want to ask you a question before we get too far. You started with porcelain Mm -hmm. and you said you made them. Did you sell the porcelain dolls? I did. I actually had um, my web page was Andrea's Angels and I did and it was I eventually had to stop because I don't know if I misnamed it or whatever but people were wanting me to do dolls of their departed children oh, and okay. I think the one that actually broke me it was a mother um, she hired me to do a doll of her 15 year old boy who was shot in the crossfire of a gang shooting mm-hmm. In Georgia, he was 15. He was a he was a bulldogs fan. She wanted him in full dog, you know, bulldog gear. He played the cello, so I got a violin that was the right size mm-hmm. to be his cello. But it broke my heart to do that doll. Mm-hmm. It absolutely broke my heart, and she loved it. It looked just like him, you know. She was oh, wow. thrilled to death with it, but it it just broke me. It it just really did. It. You know, and I and I love doing them, but it just when it got to where I was crying every time I was doing a doll, because it was a memoriam of a dead child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it, it just got to be too much yeah. with so, that. And, and that was around the same time that I was like, okay, you know, I need to stop anyway with my eyes. Okay, so and I was going to ask if you just started doing something else or changed the name, but because of your eyes, in addition to that, you. Yeah, I kind of had the porcelain dolls. I I had stopped with the porcelain at that point, kind of put them aside. But it's funny how I've just over my life always come back to them. They're my comfort. It seems like (laughs) almost every time when I get into difficulty, it's like my dolls are always there. They always smile. (laughs) They're a little piece of me. (laughs) They're my horcruxes. That's beautiful. Yes. So then you, when you were doing the Barbies and you got to the Barbies to the point where you could repaint them nicely, did you sell them too? I sold a few, and okay. um, especially when I got to the ones where I could actually get a pretty good likeness of some of the rarer Barbies. Um, okay. I was able to the Sun Sun Francis and the Sun Sun Skippers and things like that. I was able to do a pretty good job on them. Okay. And then some that were just never made, like um, one of my good customers, I love her to death. Um, they had never made an African-American Skipper. Oh. She wanted me to do a Skipper for her, and that doll turned out gorgeous. She turned out so pretty. So that and the girl lady's name is Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> but she, I mean, she loved that doll. And I had done, I think I had done a Francie for her too. Okay. 
think I had done a Black Francie for her. And then I had done, and in fact, it was a lot of Francies I wound up doing because I was doing a lot of the um, No Bangs Francie, the ones that are just impossible to find. Mine didn't look exactly like them. I didn't want them to because I did not want mm-hmm. anybody to try to pass my dolls off as an original. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, my knowledge, nobody ever did. Plus, the okay. ones that were making were never made in the first place. When I did the um, the hair Francie with the ponytail, I forget what her name is, but I did an African-American version of her. That Mattel never made that doll. Okay. So I was, you know, things like that. And okay. I had more fun doing the ones that were never, ever made than I did trying to duplicate the ones that kind of were made because that made them something unique to the people that were buying them. And most of those were commissions. Okay, okay. that's cool. Mm-hmm. And- Thank you. You're welcome. And then you went into to Miss Poppy, who oh God, from your childhood, from your, <laughs> reminded you of your teenage, and that's 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 where we know you now is the, um, Miss, the queen of Miss Poppy. Thank your you. Poppies are just lovely. Very. Thank you so lovely. much. Yeah, they are. How many poppies do you repaint a year? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I would say anywhere from thirty to fifty. Okay, wow. that's a good number. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is really yeah. good. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can do do a poppy head start to finish in an hour. Wow. So oh. If I've got them in front of me, you know, I can I can go until I run out of paint okay. because I love doing it so much. Okay. And what I love about that sculpture is that she can be anything. Because mm-hmm. I've made her into science fiction characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've turned her into Cleopatra. I have turned her into Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I, you know, I have. She's just so versatile, and the way you play with paint, and the way you play with the shapes of the eyes, and even the shapes of the lips to a degree, she's just so versatile. She can be almost anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really. Okay. Yeah, and I, I've seen that. That's what you've been doing. You know, in more recent years, probably mm-hmm. like maybe like the last year or so, the, yeah. the sci-fi and the your sci-fi. dear doll. Also... My dear dolls. <laughs> your, your, your dear, yeah, dear they're dolls. nice. They're really nice. <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Really I nice. had fun doing those. Um, the what started me, I had actually seen. Um, it was a video of a song I was watching, and Hernanus is actually a. He's a pagan god. He's like a, a deity in Scotland. He's a Celtic deity that's basically the god of the woods. He's called the Horn God. Mm-hmm. And which create Christianity eventually turned into the devil, but he was basically pan, you know, of okay. old times. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a beautiful illustration of that. And I thought I want to duplicate that in a doll. So that's mm-hmm. how the male doll came about. It was actually okay. from an illustration. And I, the, um, the illustrator's name was Andrea. So, and I found her on <laughs> Facebook and I said, I want to make a doll of your illustration. And she said, nobody has ever asked me for permission to use my <laughs> Or oh. <laughs> like, well, may I? And she said, absolutely. But people oh, have been using wonderful. the image all over the place and never asked your permission oh, for it. Okay. And then I decided he needed a mate. So I wound up making my poppy version as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're really nice. That's I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really unique. And I, yes. I, I just love them. Thank They're, you. It's a really good doll. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. Thank you. I was yeah. really happy with the way they came. And that had been in the back of my mind for a long time. I just didn't know how. I couldn't get it in my head exactly how I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. The, the clothes on those two dolls are actually made from deer skin chamois. Okay. So they're actually, they're leather and they're deer skin. Yeah, so who's the. Cool. Who's, who's the base on the male doll? Um, 
shoot it was one of the i think it's lucas i'm not 100 percent sure but it was it was one of the it was the red-haired real pale guy from from integrity integrity okay okay I yeah red hair real okay. pale real pale and he's not pale anymore no he's not, <laughs> not in this i no, fixed him <laughs> he got a no. tan he's a, he's a dear guy now did you take art before you started painting before you started you know i dabbled in it when i was younger i had um i had taken art like in school and I had taken art classes at the local museum here years and years ago. I was in grade school then, but I've mm. always drawn and I've always okay. dabbled and, and played in art and done portraits and things like that. Okay. So just had a, a light basic background, but then just years of having a sketchbook and pencils okay. kind of, cool. it's just always been my thing. So Andrea, tell us about what you plan on doing because we've seen over the last year or so you've, you know, really expanded your poppy painting. So mm-hmm. what what do you see for your future? Are you going to go back to the traditional? Or are you going to you know, do some more? You know, when I get ahead, when I put it all together, they kind of tell me what they want to be. Okay. And mm-hmm. so usually, and it's funny because I'll paint a doll. Like recently I did like a silver haired version of poppy mm-hmm. and put her up and somebody bought that doll. And, but I had other people saying, well, can you make another? Can you make another? Can you make another? So I wound up ordering more silver-haired heads, and I had done a, you know, it's like when I post a picture, people want that doll, and I can't ever give them exactly the same doll because they don't always tell me they're going to want to be the exact same girl that the, the other girl was. <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> they tell me who they want to be, and so I will, you know, do my best to fill that order. But usually, people are happy with it; they know that they're going to get something from me. And so as long as long as I enjoy doing it and I can't ever see not enjoying it, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do it. If people want to buy it, I will sell it to them because I can always make another one. <laughs> That's true. You know, That's true. Yeah. they yeah. can. I will yeah. I will sell it to them because I can make me one if I really want it. And one thing that I've really enjoyed doing is that for me personally, I, I wasn't able to get a lot of the, the dolls that have come out recently. I couldn't get... Um, it was like they'd be sold out and I'm just not willing to pay $700 for a doll that came out last year. So I have kind of recreated my own versions of several of the poppies that are close enough to the originals to make me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, when they Mm -hmm. did the whole, the hippie line, the IFDC dolls a few years ago, Mm -hmm. I made my own versions of them and every single thing I made, every single doll, I made the entire outfit for one. And then Three of my friends actually made the outfits for the other three dolls. Mm-hmm. So they're all true labors of love. They're not just dolls that I bought or anything. They're actually labors right. of love that are that are my versions of those dolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I sent y'all a picture of Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. you sent us okay. some pictures. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you do you plan on doing more dolls that are not the Poppy Parker dolls? Yeah, I was going to say, um, what I was saying is that, you know, I can make a version of a doll that somebody was unable to get, you know, at least something that would remind them of that doll. And I don't, I just can't, I can't overcharge people. It just makes me angry when I see people, because I know how long it takes me to do a doll and I know what, it, and I know I have to charge for the talent that I have. Yes. But I just, I feel guilty if I charge somebody too much <laughs> or what I feel to, I'm not Noel Cruz yet. <laughs> when I'm Noel, I will charge, or, you know, there's so many dolphins painters that are so much better than me that I aspire to be like and I and I hope to learn from mm-hmm. you know but it's like I just 
I just, I like making people happy with my dolls. I think, you know, and if my hobby pays for itself, then I'm in a good, good place. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to make a lot of money. I just need to be able to continue to do what I love to do. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's, that's my cool. take on it. I'll, I'll sell enough to make me happy and enough to buy me more poppy heads and more poppy bodies so I can make some more for more people. <laughs> <Beautiful. laughs> and the thing that I liked about what you said was that even though, you know, when you were talking about making money, because you know, we always talk about a lot of artists making money, doing what it is that they do. If, if there is a space for a person who's looking to be an artist, because a lot of times we run across this thing where people say, well, I don't want to be an artist because they don't make any money. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you have to decide what you want to make from that. Right? Yeah. You, it's like you said, you know, if it sustains you to continue with your passion, then that's enough money for you. It's yeah. Not, you don't have to I don't, go in there and make. I don't have to make money. a fortune. I don't need make to make a what fortune. you need, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 mm-hmm. live the life that you want, and part of living the life that you want is to be able to create these dolls for people. Exactly, and, and I'm really mm-hmm. fortunate that I've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. And when we were offline, we were talking, and you said that initially you had been rerouting the heads, but mm-hmm. you you have arthritis now, so you're unable to do that. I have arthritis. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that I I love how you've been able to create this network of people. So you have someone who can help with the rebooting. And you said you have the friends who've been able to make outfits. And so I do. Yeah. That's lovely that you're able to continue your your passion. Yeah. And I, you know, and I have to give a shout out to my seamstress friends. Um, Patty Hagar makes some beautiful outfits for me. She's done a couple to reproduce similar outfits to the integrity ones. But I also mm-hmm. love Misha Yarbrough. And I think y'all oh. know me. I <laughs> yes, love, love Misha. <laughs> Yes, and Misha and I kind of go. Actually, Misha introduced me to y'all. I think. Okay. Mm, Initially, nice. I believe she did. Okay. You know. Yeah, but she introduced I, me to you. Yeah, I, I love me some Misha. Yeah. <laughs> I love Misha. She is just the coolest lady. She I think is. I know. <laughs> and we so, keep you know, out to her. She's saying I'm shy. So we're waiting for uh, her to stop being shy. I will. T- I have her phone number. <laughs> I will call her. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten some projects where I was like, I cannot figure out how to do this. And Misha will just know how to do it. She'll, yes. you know, she'll message me, call me. I know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, all right. But I mean, I so just cool, so though. many wonderful people that are just willing to share, you yes. know, in the doll community. And that's the most wonderful thing about it. And that's what yes. I like about it. Yeah. You know, because I had no idea. I thought I was this weirdo 50 something year old woman, you know, <laughs> playing with dolls. And then I got online. It wasn't even Facebook, but I found a doll group for Barbies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble now. And I was. <laughs> and, and here we are, you know, what, 10 years later, wow. you know, and strangers until now talking about everything that we love. Yes. Yeah. You realize you're just another 50 year old who loves playing with dolls, right? You're not, you, you have this this whole collective of, of the same. I know. People, you know? Now yeah. I'm a 65. I'm a 65 year old who loves playing with dolls, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. Never At least they're old. not. Never this, too old. No, never too old. Never no. too old. They mean something. They take us back to our childhood. And plus, yeah, with yeah. the integrity dolls, the quality of the outfits um, that it just brings me back to the original, the original Barbie outfits, the way they make them. Mm-hmm. And I know I had talked with um, Chris, Chris about his line and how he kind of got started with it because he was a Barbie fanatic way back. And when he started the East 59th, 
thing. He was he was looking at the original Barbie vintage patterns and how they were made. And I think that's where he drew his inspiration from was to kind of bring bring his line back to that original vintage Barbie feel that the outfits were just fabulous. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how Chris Stokel has done with his. Mm-hmm. Too. So, it, so it's that's one thing that's neat about about actually going to the conventions that you get to meet the artists and talk to them and talk to them about their inspirations mm-hmm. too. So yeah. you know, and Integrity is really good about putting their artists out there for people to talk to, and they're all so approachable and yeah. really so nice and helpful. You can kind of see that. I mean, I think Integrity Tour has been like like you said, open to a lot of different new artists and very welcoming mm-hmm. to artists. You know, I mean, I. I mean, I have a I have a little connection with them, so I do. When 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 I started out making my big beautiful dolls, they're um, gorgeous. I, they uh, showed me your dolls. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, Percy was really instrumental in us, you know, even starting that, you know, because he, wow. he took the time and sat with me and my friend Audrey, and we went to his place um, where he was living at, and he literally just told us everything that we needed to know about manufacturing a doll. That and, you know, is very, so very very helpful in in that and he has always to me has always been a person that has been very helpful to artists you know and I could look back from Jason on you know to all the people now who have incorporated amazing doll collections within Integrity Toys and how he helps them flourish and I think that's I think that's such a great uh, a great platform to have and a great you know mentor to have that it really is you I know, can't imagine so a better mentor. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, is he's, he was phenomenal. But yeah, it's I mean it's and it's within the doll community. I think everybody, or at least most of the people that I've talked to, have a really giving heart and a giving spirit about what they're willing to share. You know, with what they've learned in the doll community, or you know how to help somebody. You know, to get something that they want, you know, even, you know, do you know anybody who has this doll for sale? You know, I'm really looking for it. I really wanted to somebody get me a reasonable price. And people are always willing to at least try to guide them in the right direction mm-hmm. or, right. you know, so it's, it's, it's really a different world. My, and my husband, he didn't understand it at first, mm-hmm. but, and I would get, and, and it's funny because you know how we are, we kind of, when we really like somebody we'll send them presents and little tchotchkes and stuff back and forth and I would get presents from my doll friends but you know I would send them too you know and he was like what did you buy and I'm like I did not buy this <laughs> this is one of the most wonderful and I will go back to Misha again um Misha sent me I mean Misha's made a whole bunch of doll outfits for me and everything else but Misha sent me um a last year an abaya one of the her beautiful gowns the it like a, the caftan she sent me a purple sequined abaya that is absolutely mm. the most beautiful thing i have ever owned and she sent it out of the blue just because mm. and i had i called her in tears <laughs> you know because she knows i'm a caftan queen i that is what i wear i'm caftan <laughs> i am covered head to toe you know i can have one article of clothing and I'm good but she's she sent me that that this gorgeous abaya and I just I have it hanging in my bedroom almost as a piece of art because I just love looking at it but oh, um and so I know the only reason I know her is through the doll world yes yeah. you know and just the generosity and, and the wonderful people that I've that I've mm-hmm. met yes. yeah so many of that, them. that's how I, that's how I met Tammy I met yes. Tammy through the doll world yeah, there you go. she she purchased one of my dolls and you know, then she said, "Kids, she contact me. She wanted to think about doing a doll. She contacted me. We talked, and then we just been friends ever since. You know, yeah. so 
that's how it goes. <laughs> I think my best friends and, you know, some of them I've actually managed to meet at conventions, but some of my best friends I think that I've ever had. And, you know, thank goodness for the Internet and that we can do what we're doing now. But some of my best friends that I've had in my life have been in the doll community because we've connected outside of the doll community as well. It's like you become friends mm-hmm. at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And and it's a fortunate thing, especially with me being retired. I don't get out. You know, I'm one of those old ladies that sits behind the computer all day now. And, you know, yeah. but, it you know, it does give you kind of it's a it's an entryway to deeper connection with people. And, it, and it's unusual enough that we have things we can talk about that nobody else would get, you know, so yes. it's kind of fun that way. Yeah. Now, if you, I was going to ask you, um, so I know you do the Poppy Parker dolls. Are you going to? Have you thought about like going back to Barbies and recreating them or you just want to stick with what you're doing? Eventually I will. I don't necessarily care. And I know I'm unpopular in this opinion, but I cannot stand the superstar Barbies. (laughs) There's a whole overly sweet era of Barbies there that I just don't like. And I think some of the newer Barbies are so well done that I really don't want to redo them. You know, that they especially the collector edition. But there are some in there, you know, that that are just beautiful. You wouldn't want to touch them Mm -hmm. because of the collectability. Although some of the silk stones would be fun to redo. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm-hmm. Now, so, and I actually still, I think I've done a few silk stones, as a matter of fact. Okay. I, I know I've redone their hair, but I had done okay. some stones before I actually got into to Poppy. Because I mm-hmm. think silk stones was kind, of, was kind of my bridge from the less expensive dolls. Because then I was like, ooh, silk stones, these are gorgeous. Because again, the clothing is beautiful with those dolls. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was mm-hmm. kind of my stepping stone up into the integrity line. Okay. Because right. they were, they're a nice kind of in between. There too. And some of the silk stones were more expensive at the time than the integrity dolls were mm. when I first got into it. But yeah, I might I might get into the silk stones just because I, okay. I I've gotten used to working with the hard dolls now. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. I was Although curious, I, yeah. But I do, I mean, I have, I still do Barbies for friends because the one mm. thing I can, I can reread a Barbie because they're soft heads. I, I don't have to struggle. Okay. Okay. So I actually, I have got some rerouting jobs that I'm doing, that I'll be doing very soon, you know, on the Barbies. Okay. The integrity kids, I cannot root the hard heads anymore. And yeah. it just, and it breaks my heart. But fortunately, I've got my people. So. It's just been so nice to meet you. Uh, it's been really nice meeting y'all. I, yes. And I appreciate you so much. I mean, I've gone back and looked at a whole bunch of your, <laughs> of the blogs and everything. And it's, I've just, it's so great getting to know some of the people that I admire because you've mm-hmm. interviewed my people, you know, the people that I love. Yes. So, which is really look, neat. And, look, and now you're included in those people. I know. Hey. I'm so privileged. That <laughs> <laughs> makes me so happy. Earlier on, we were asking this question. It seems like we've stopped. So I, I, I wanted to know, has COVID affected you? Has, has that impacted your art and what you're doing? If anything, I'm probably doing more. You know, okay. I was fortunate because I have isolated. With me, I'm high risk. I've had lung cancer. I have COPD. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have isolated since day one. I've probably left my house at this point, maybe six times since March of last year. And that was mm-hmm. only for doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's forced me to isolate, but it's also given me time to really concentrate on doing what I want to do. So mm-hmm. it hasn't really changed my life other than I haven't been able to see my family. Mm-hmm. So w- when you can't see your family, you throw yourself into things that make you happy to take you away from the unhappy part yes. of it. And I really think that is what's gotten me because if. It, if you have been following me, you know I have done a ton of dolls in a year. 
<laughs> I'm constantly posting them. But it's like, I, I, I think it has sustained me. You know, it gives me something to do when I get upset or, you know, when I can't see my kids and when I miss them. When I right. can't see my grandbabies. You know, I was telling Tammy, I haven't seen my great-grandchildren in over a year. And mm-hmm. they're a little, and they've grown, mm-hmm. you know. Years a long the time only, for a little kid. For a little kid, it is. Yeah. And the only thing that's changed about me is the length of my hair, because I have not been to a beauty <laughs> salon, you know, <laughs> in all of that time. Right. So yeah. I, when my two weeks is up after my shot, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have some kids in my house before it's over. Nice. Right. I'm just so glad to be, you know, with having that second shot. I'm on the backside of it. Right. That's great. I'm not, but I'm still gonna be careful. Yes, ma'am. It technically it has not changed my lifestyle at all, other than Mm -hmm. not being able to see family. Yes, probably was one of the lucky ones, you know, in that in that Mm fact. And your business has sustained the way it has been before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It it sounds like it picked up. Yeah. It really kind of well. The busier I get, and the more stuff I post, the more people want, or the more people. (laughs) So it's it kind of feeds itself, I guess, a little bit. Yes. Mm That's and the more great. people want, the happier I am. And and again, because it sustains itself. Like if I if I sell a doll for $130, that means I can buy a $100 body, you know, to make the next doll with. I'm not making money. It's just I'm I'm sustaining. And if I can do that, then I'm in good shape. That's I'm a happy important. camper. <laughs> it's not my living. It's my joy. So, um, so well, Andrea, where, where can, um, oh, did you want to ask something else? I was, we, you were saying exactly what I was saying. About oh. where, where to find, where, where can yes. you find my stuff? Well, um, <laughs> I have a page on Facebook. It's called Pretty Faces. And I have a lot of dolls and examples that I've posted there. And I can do, you know, I will take custom orders if you have something special that you want you know, message me on Facebook and discuss what you want. And I can give you a price, you know, on what I can do and how much it would cost. And occasionally I will post dolls up on eBay as well. My, my eBay name is new Nana, N-E-W-N-A-N-A. So much for being on in the doll world with us, Andrew. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to In the Doll World. Me and Tammy really hope that you enjoyed the show. Please don't forget to share our podcast with other doll enthusiasts such as yourself. And if you would like to leave a message on how you enjoyed the show or you want to suggest any guests that we should interview, as well as share information about what's happening in the doll community in your area, please know that you can reach out to us at georgette.inthedollworld at gmail.com and or tammy.inthedollworld at gmail.com. Also, if you want to see some of the photos we will be posting of our guests as well as the dolls that they talk about on the show, please visit www.inthedollworld.com. And until next week, add a little play into your life by collecting a doll, sharing a doll, or giving a doll a home. Until next week, thank you again for listening to In the Doll World.